Welcome back to a new episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. This month, our theme here on the podcast has been energy. If you have been listening for the last couple of weeks, you have heard me talk about different ways and strategies to boost your energy. And last week, I talked about how I'm leveraging biohacking to help me have vibrant energy. On this week's episode, I want to talk a little bit more about protecting your energy. Because here's the thing, it doesn't matter how hard you try or what you do to generate more energy. If you don't protect your energy, all that effort will be, well, kind of useless. And you might be left behind frustrated and thinking that nothing works. So this week, I want to share with you some of my strategies that have helped me protect my energy. Let's dig in into today's episode. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Let's talk about how to protect our energy. But let's start with what do we mean by protecting our energy and why it's important to protect our energy. And then I want to share with you a few strategies that have helped me protect my own energy. So let's start with what is what do we mean by protecting your energy? I think that protecting your energy is the process of safeguarding your personal energy, which includes your thoughts, your emotions, your physical body from any external influence that can drain, deplete, or disrupt your energy. This can include things like negative people, stressful situations, um, or even your own negative self-talk. Why is it important to protect our energy? Well, we have been talking about how to generate more energy. And if we don't protect the energy that we're generating, it's like putting water in a glass that has a hole, right? But the, the water is not going to stay in the glass. It's gonna, you're going to be losing as fast as you're putting the water in. And the same happens with our energy. Protecting our energy can help you maintain your mental and emotional health, reduce your stress and anxiety, can improve your overall sense of well-being. It can also help you stay focused, productive, and creative, which is especially important if you work under a lot of pressure or you're trying to work in a creative outlet no matter what you do, we all need energy to thrive and be the best versions of ourselves. And it is important to generate our energy, have vibrant energy, and protect that energy from any negative influences, again, that can drain, deplete, or disrupt that energy.
in the world that we currently live, which is so fast-paced and so demanding, it is so crucial to prioritize our energy and our well-being. If we prioritize our energy, if we protect our energy, we can maintain a positive mindset, enhance our productivity, and cultivate healthier and happier lives. And I don't know about you, but sign me up for all of those things. So today I want to share with you some strategies that have personally helped me in protecting my energy. I have a few, so let's see how far we get today. Strategy number one is to set clear boundaries. One of the most important ways to protect your energy is by setting clear boundaries. Learning to say no to commitments or relationships that drain or compromise your well-being or your energy, that's what I'm talking about. It's important to understand your limits and communicate them effectively. Setting boundaries not only preserves your energy, but also empowers you to focus on what truly matters to you. There are different types of boundaries. And some time ago, I did a podcast episode all about boundaries and how to set boundaries. But today, I want to give you a few examples of different categories where you can create some boundaries for yourself. Hopefully, this gives you some inspiration to think about where do you need to put some boundaries to help you protect your energy. So the first one is time boundaries. For example, designating a specific times during the day for self-care activities, such as exercising or relaxing or practicing your hobbies. If you don't schedule those things, they're not going to happen. Let's be realistic. Let's be honest with ourselves, right? If we don't schedule time, it's not going to happen. Another time boundary is to prioritize time for rest, relaxation, or to pursue your personal goals. For example, for me, Sunday mornings, I have a time boundary that I have created where I come and record the podcast every single Sunday. I have created that boundary. My family knows that that's my time where I'm focused on something that is important and fulfilling to me. Another type of boundary is social boundaries. The most common social boundary is learning to say no to social invitations or commitments that you generally don't want to participate. How many times we say yes to social commitments just because we feel guilty or we're afraid of what other people might think? Those are not good reasons to say yes to any social commitment. If you don't generally are interested and passionate about that social commitment, learn to say no. Set your boundaries. Another example is to set limits on the time and energy that you invest in certain relationships, especially those that are toxic or one-sided. Another one is to establish boundaries around your personal space and your privacy. What is private and what is something that you're willing to share? And how are you going to protect that boundary of privacy? There are also work boundaries, like establishing a specific working hours and some resting um, time. Scheduling breaks in your day is a way to schedule 
um, or to set boundaries around your work, right? Not always being available and responsive to work-related matters. I can relate with this one very much. I remember a time in my career that I was 24-7. And I am super committed to my work. And I am committed to give 150% in everything that I do at work. Don't take me wrong. But I have learned to set boundaries for time outside of work not being available 24-7 for things that don't require me to be available 24-7, right? There are going to be times and situations that will require that, but those are not going to be all the time and all the situations. Let's be clear and let's be realistic and let's be honest. A lot of times we jump into things that don't require your attention in that moment when you were dedicating time to something else outside of work. Another thing can be communicating your workload and capacity. So there there can be realistic goals and expectations set with your peers or with your boss. Another example is setting boundaries around interruptions, like not checking email in certain times of the day because you're doing focus group, focus work, sorry, or telling other people when you're working on an important project and asking them not to interrupt you because you need that focus time. Another type of boundaries are emotional boundaries. Like for example, identifying and communicating your emotional needs to others. How many times we have emotional needs and we keep them so close to our chest. We're so afraid to be open and vulnerable about our emotional needs. But being able to communicate what those needs are is a form of setting boundaries as well. Avoiding taking on others' emotional burdens or trying to solve everyone's problems, especially if you're a people pleaser. Establishing boundaries to say, I am not here to solve everyone's problems. I have problems on my own and there will be times that I'm able to help, but I can't help all the time or solve everyone's problems. Or stepping away from a situation or a conversation that consistently leaves you being drained or upset. If you are in a conversation or in a relationship that is draining your energy, step away, set that boundary. Also, one boundary that is taking more and more um, people focusing on it is digital boundaries because of how digital our world is now. Setting limits on screen time can be a great way to set some digital boundaries. Unplugging your notifications or your settings specific times on the day so you're not disrupted or distracted. Being mindful of the content that you consume, setting boundaries around engaging with content that might trigger you in a negative way, unfollowing accounts, right? Muting accounts or people that are having a negative impact on you. And then there's financial boundaries, right? Establishing budgets and sticking to your budget is a great way to set financial boundaries. 
or saying no to financial requests or obligations that are not aligned with your values or your current financial situation. Or another example can be avoiding excessive expending um, that creates additional stress that drains your energy. So setting boundaries, as I said, for me is the most important way to protect your energy. Being clear on what those boundaries are and communicating those boundaries to others. A lot of times we have the best intentions to set boundaries and we fail to communicate those boundaries to others. You can't expect other people to respect your boundaries if you have not clearly communicated what those boundaries are. Okay, the second strategy to protect your energy is to prioritize self-care. Self-care is vital for maintaining high levels of energy. Engaging in activities that nourish your mind, your body, and your soul. Whether it's practicing mindfulness, engaging in physical activities like exercise, reading, spending time in nature, finding activities that bring you joy, right? And republish those energy reserves that might be low. Remember, self-care is not selfish. As much as we all sometimes believe Self-care is not selfish. It's a necessary investment in your well-being. Strategy number three is to surround yourself with positive people. The company we keep significantly impacts our energy levels. So surround yourself with positive, supportive, uplifting people who inspire and motivate you. Limit your exposure to toxic or negative influences that drain your energy. You know who those people are, right? Cultivate relationships that nourish and elevate you, creating a positive and energizing environment where you can thrive. Strategy number four is to practice emotional awareness. Emotional awareness is also key in protecting our energy. Take time to recognize and understand your emotions. Acknowledge and process them instead of trying to suppress them or ignore them. Things like meditation, deep breathing, or journaling can be great techniques to practice emotional awareness. By understanding and managing your emotions, you can prevent a necessary energy depletion. Strategy number five, create healthy habits. Establishing healthy habits can significantly contribute to your energy preservation. Maintain a balanced lifestyle by prioritizing your sleep, high quality sleep, nourishing your body with nutritious food, staying hydrated, incorporating regular exercise into your routine that boosts your energy levels and can help you also reduce stress. The key with all of these things is consistency. That is the the name of the game when it comes to healthy habits that will allow you to have sustainable high levels of energy. Consistency with this healthy habits. We talked about and share a lot of those in the previous podcast episodes, so pick any of them. And I would say if you currently don't have any healthy habits that support your energy, don't try to do them all at once. Start with one or two. And once 
you feel confident that you have developed those habits, then add a new one. That way it will be more sustainable and it will support that consistency that is so key. Strategy number six, one of my favorites, protect your mornings. How we spend our mornings has the power to set us up for the rest of the day. I firmly believe that. If you start your mornings by reading the news or scrolling in social media, all of that negativity is an invitation that will negatively affect your energy. To protect it for the day ahead, begin your day with things that energize you, whatever that is, and that might look different for everyone. You can include things like meditation, yoga, journaling, reading, listening to an inspirational podcast, exercising, whatever is inspiring to you, whatever energizes you, whatever fills up your tank. Another few things that have worked for me, one is practicing mindfulness and meditation. What meditation helps you do is to focus on the present moment. And by focusing your attention in the present moment, you can cultivate a sense of inner calm and stillness that can help protect you from external stresses and can help you preserve your energy. Number eight is to protect your physical space. Your physical space can also impact your energy more than you think it can. Try to create a peaceful and organized environment that makes you feel good. You can also use things like aromatherapy or other things to create a calming and energizing atmosphere. Your physical space is not only about the physical space, it's how you connect with that physical space with all of your senses. If you have piles of clutter in your office or at home, it can be more difficult to concentrate, to protect your energy, or to feel balanced. So protect your physical space. And the last one, I think it's number nine, if I'm counting correctly, but I think I lost count by now, is to connect with nature. Spending time in nature, whether it's taking a walk in the park or going for a hike, being in nature can help reduce your stress and restore your energy. And I want to add one more thing to the list, and that is to cultivate a positive mindset. Yes, a lot of the things that are going to deplete your energy are external to you. And all these strategies can help you shield yourself from all of these things that can drain your energy. But we should not forget about what is inside and how ourselves sometimes are the ones that are draining our own energy. The negative self-talk or a negative mindset has the power to deplete your energy. So cultivating a positive mindset is key if you want to preserve and protect your energy. You can do that in many different ways. And just like the morning routines, it can look different for everyone. What is something that inspires you? What is something that helps you connect with yourself, build your self-confidence and your self-compassion? 
whatever helps you do that is going to help you preserve your energy from who can sometimes be your worst enemy. And that is yourself. If your go-to is to judge, criticize, and gossip, it will be inherently more challenging to protect your energy. Not only would you feel depleted, but your experiences and friends might match that same energy. While it's certainly easier said than done, evaluate your internal conversations. This also may look like changing certain beliefs and adopting new ones that mirror the goals and dreams that you want to accomplish. You have the power and control to learn how to protect your energy through your thoughts, your experiences, and your decisions. Never forget that. You are in control. Remember, protecting your energy is a powerful way to prioritize your well-being and lead to a fulfilling life. By setting boundaries, prioritizing self-care, surrounding yourself with positive influences, practicing emotional awareness, cultivating healthy habits, and also practice mindfulness and protect your physical space, connect with nature and cultivate a positive mindset, you can reclaim and preserve your energy. Remember, protecting your energy is a continuous process. So be kind to yourself and make it a priority. Start implementing some of these strategies today or some other strategies that might work for you. Again, my idea with sharing these strategies with you is not to prescribe anything, but to inspire you to think about what might work for you. Remember, you are in control and you need to have that vibrant energy so you can be the best version of yourself and thrive in anything that you set yourself to do or accomplish. This was a short episode, but I hope it inspired you to think about some ways that you can protect your energy. I hope you enjoy it. And if you did, do me a favor and share it with a friend. I will also appreciate if you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where you're listening to this episode today and leave me a review. I hope you have an amazing and energizing week ahead, and I will see you here again next Monday for another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.